Hello, guys, gamers, and non-binary fans of irreverent improvised topical comedy, and welcome to another new listener-friendly episode of the Australian Comedy Current Events podcast, Bunta Vista. As always, I'm your host, Ben, and I hope you're ready for 60 red-hot minutes of the wackiest, goofiest, and, uh, yeah, I'll say it, randomest news from across the world, but mostly America. How come I get in trouble for my intros being alienating? This is the opposite of that. This is what normal podcasts sound like. Don't start a fight while we're doing the intro. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. For the next hour, we're bringing our trademark brand of offbeat humor to bear at the headlines that didn't make it to the front page or even the second page, mostly because they're just not that interesting. Mm. And to be clear, the four of us on this podcast aren't famous for anything else. That's right, none of us are professional comedians, and you could accurately describe this show as a bartender, a UX designer, a power systems engineer, and a copywriter reading articles verbatim off the internet. But wait, before you put that gun in your mouth, let me assure you, this podcast does have a point of difference. We're a bit rude sometimes. We're seemingly quite comfortable using gay as a pejorative, and will occasionally make reference to doing something generously called the samurai voice. (laughs) Sick of the sound of my voice? Well, so am I. But don't worry. There are other people on the show, too. Also with me is Theo, who currently has gastro and is trying to squeeze this show in between pissing out of his asshole. Uh, hey, how's, how's it going? I, hey, bud. I don't think up? we've gotten away with using gay as a pejorative, nor should we. I, no one has called us out <laughs> no. on it. No one's called us in about it. And plus, Lucy and I are both part gay, so we're allowed. Yeah, on your mother's side. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know about that one, actually. Mum, <laughs> if you're listening, right in. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, how are you? Um, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let me try that again. Hey, bud. How are you? Hey. Yeah, man. I'm fired up. I am ready to go. And yeah. I'm ready to hit the page six of the news where so the, the, the titties, titties one? are. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. We're also raunchy as well. I'm, yeah, I'm sweating. I'm I'm sweaty right now. He's podcasting shirtless, um, which is like a, it's a good tactical move. I I was considering doing it myself, actually. It's very hot here. It's hard to get my shirt off if I've got my headphones on as well. Uh, It's also not that hot in Brisbane today, strangely. It's hot in you. Yeah. Yeah. I got a fire burning in me. Yeah. (laughs) That fire is pure diarrhea, baby. (laughs) Also with me is Andrew who I'm sure has prepared for us one of his wacky trademark catchphrases. What have you got to say, Andrew? Diarrhea's a poppin'. Whoa! Hey. There yeah. we go, that's the intro. We're doing the show now. <laughs> Are you happy? Yeah, is this what you wanted? You're Be sure happy. to tell your friends to check out episode 325 of the podcast, Punta yeah. Vista, and then once they're... eased into it. They're lulled. They're like, oh, I know the language of this. This is the language of podcasting. And then the energy slows right down. Yeah. I just, I did want to note that it is, this is our, our copyrighted, patented blend of humor. And mm. we are very litigious. Yes. Uh, Don't if, we, do if we think this. anybody is, rem- is reading past page three, which is the titty girls for the yeah. record. Uh, if anyone's reading past page three and getting to the boring stuff of page six or seven and thinking, this might be funny to tell a friend. You will be hearing from our legal representation. Oh, page six is the name of a publication, isn't it? That's why page, I always think page oh, six, page six is the name so, of a column. Yes. That's so close up the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they really just have the one page in the way, so it's not just all titties on the British newsstand. Yeah. 
But then, yeah, page six, Ben, I understand to be a... Is that a gossip column? I think it's a gossip column. I think Blind right. item gossip column oh, in one of the New York newspapers? We've made this exact error, I'm going to say, four or five times <laughs> on the podcast hour. And that is also part of the podcast, is that we're kind of in hell in a way. In mm-hmm. that, not in a bad way, like I'm enjoying being in hell, but we're repeating the same thing. We're covering the same familiar turf for hours every week. Yeah. And we're always ourselves. And you're our not going to remember... Our aging audience enjoys the familiarity. Like, yes. the, the parts of the brain that have not completely atrophied at this point sort of start to fire off and go, oh, I recognize that. Oh, this is almost... You know what this podcast is like? Yeah. Um, it's sort of like the avant-garde experimental concept album, um, An Empty Bliss Beyond This World by The Caretaker, where... Uh, he imagines sort of what it might be like in the sort of the daydreaming thoughts of someone with dementia or Alzheimer's. So what he's done is he's sampled uh, old sort of, what would you call it? Maybe not big band, exotica maybe, but music from the, the 30s and 40s, put a lot of reverb on it and he just repeats little samples of it over and over and over again, mm-hmm. like a little refrain caught Uh in the brain of someone with dementia but instead this is people largely in their 30s hearing us tell the same diarrhea story like once every 100 episodes so don't try and copy this sort of trademark (laughs) blend of humor and podcasting we will take you down (laughs) yeah it's big money to be made here Sometimes we like to try and bring the energy up by bringing a segment that's a little shorter and a little snappier um uh, sometimes it's about car crashes. Sometimes it's about ship crashes. Sometimes it's about tragic deaths. But uh, this time it's about little tiny snippets of police reports in a segment that we call Blotter Watch. We haven't uh, we haven't really had any success fitting this into the mold of like the shipping report, no. the tripping report, the clipping report. The the ripping report. Mm. Yeah, there's only so many rhymes with that. And if you can think of a good one, hmm. let us know. If you can think of a good a one and you say it too. out loud, you will hear from our attorneys. That's right. Only email it to us. <laughs> this, no. Um, so the <laughs> blotter watch is I collect little bits from police blotters all over America. So these aren't all from the same town. It's just sort of taking the temperature of America, see what's going on, see what's happening in the psyche. Um, of the American people. These ones uh, take place uh, from between November 19th and December 8th. Hey, hey, Ben. Yes. Not to interrupt the segment before, no, it's we're, fine. before we're all the way into it. Yeah. But I'm just wondering, what, like, do you have any kind of image in your mind of, of what the modern day technology being used for blotter management is? Oh, it's just like it's a database, I think. They just basically... As they get the call, they file a report, and that goes into a little little database that I think mostly just gets published as a PDF that journalists can look at. Mostly, blot- blotter used to just be a big piece of paper, right? That's correct. Yes, big pad, oh. and you'd you'd get a call and go, "Clown with a knife, huh? Crazy." Yeah. Write it and down, then and then the, the police dispatch do nothing. Would write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And these days, it's all bloody computers, isn't it? It's all bloody computers. Where's the heart and the soul in uh, <laughs> violent work. policing anymore? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, this one's from November 19th, 3.45 a.m. 
A caller in the 400 block of Double Tree Drive reported someone pounded on the caller's door and left a figurine on the porch. Hmm. Mm. What if the porcelain man left a porcelain man for you? Yes. Yeah. And the porcelain man isn't made of porcelain. A lot of people are getting confused about the porcelain man's origins. He's a regular man, but he's wearing a porcelain mask that has no features on it. Yep. And if you're unfamiliar with any of this, because this is your first episode, go back about... What do we say? What are the good episodes now? 100? 150 episodes back? 50? Oh, back when we were young. Yeah. I don't the think the porcelain man's from that long ago. No, I think the porcelain man is from within the last 12 months. That's my opinion. Yeah. Go back a year. I think you'd be fine then. I yeah, think we've por- largely gotten over our COVID depression by then and really getting back into the swing of things. Pause, pause this episode and then, you know, when, when you've done the whole thing in sequence. When you've done a hundred, hundred odd hours, you'll be caught up. Yeah. I think I might have mentioned this before, about the cyclical nature of this podcast. But the, <laughs> the Blind Boy podcast, he starts every single episode by saying, if you're unfamiliar with the lore of this podcast, go back and listen to an earlier episode. But he does it at the start of all the episodes. So even if you, if you chain that happening, you'll just go back to the first episode. You, you go back to another one and be like, oh, shit, I have to go back further. Oh, I have to go back further. We don't want you to do that. No. Don't mm, bother do listening not. before episode 200 except for the good ones from before then. November 21st, 10 a.m. A caller in the 4800 block of 10th Street reported a man running re- westbound with a rifle in a case. Okay. Oh, all right. Yep. Got important people to see. Yeah. I reckon one of the one of life's true joys must be stepping out of the maintenance door on top of a building. With mm-hmm. your rifle in a case, yes. placing the case down on the concrete crenulation surrounding the edge of the building, <laughs> flicking the the little metal clips off. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, opening just, up just a velvet lined, mm. yeah, and we just don't get to experience that anymore. No, no it's all computers now. It's all, it's all computers, computers these days. Now. It's probably yeah. a little button yeah. that you press on your briefcase. Ben, when I was watching one of those old James Bond movies, uh, mm-hmm. Sean Connery's James Bond had a, a rifle that was tactfully concealed entirely in the butt of a rifle. <laughs> yes. Now that's that a suspected thing. <laughs> they, give, they give him like, they, it's one of the real early ones, right? It's, it's one of the first, first three Bond movies, I'm going to say. And um, Q, is it Q? Yeah, it's Q. Q Branch gives him... Uh, Gives him a, a like a traveling briefcase, and he's like, "Now, pay careful attention. This side has a knife you can pull out." Yeah, dope. <laughs> a flat throwing knife, and Bond takes it out and goes, mm, and appraises it beautifully. Uh, and then he says, um, "We've also got this thing that looks like shaving cream, but it's actually a tear gas canister." And he's like, "Cool." And he says, "Here's this empty briefcase." You can. It's got a magnet up the top. You put the tear gas canister up the top. If someone tries to do exactly what you were just describing, Theo, push the clasps out to the side so they satisfyingly flip open, uh, the tear gas canister will explode in their face instead. Oh, no. Ah, ah. I don't know where I am. It's so not what I wanted. Keep your documents in there. <laughs> It'll yep. be safe. Uh, instead, you have, to, you have to turn the clasps and then push them out. You know, And he's oh. like, and finally, here's this thing that you can put inside uh, your suitcase, and it's like the butt of a of a rifle, and all of the other components of the rifle are in that. 
And he pulls it out and assembles it all. And I'm like, yeah, it st- still looks a lot like part of a gun. Yeah. Still looks like half of a gun. Hey, don't worry. He's only got half a gun. He's <laughs> only got half a gun. What's he getting up to over there? Could be anything. It's he gets another half of a gun. We're fucked. <laughs> well, because like the, the other thing he shows him about the briefcase right at the start is he's like, in here, if you unscrew this thing, all these rounds of ammo come out in this tube. And I'm like, oh, damn, the, the suitcase is going to shoot people. He's going to have, like, a trigger and he can pull and shoot out of his suitcase. But no, he's like, they're just for the gun. Here's your gun. Yeah. You know, they <laughs> literally they literally make those. They, they're they uh, from um, from Heckler & Co. And um, oh, Ingram, I think. There's a couple of places that have... Uh, literally built models of their of their submachine guns that fit in a suitcase manufactured etc for special forces there's a thing that they do yeah that's really weird you give it a little give it a little pull Brap. they shouldn't do Brap. that november 22nd uh 3 30 p.m a caller on the 1000 block of 9th street reported a couple people quote being weird back by the <laughs> dumpsters the caller wouldn't elaborate he just wanted an officer to come out <laughs> hey let your freak fra- fl- let your freak flag fly yeah yeah and also where would you rather they be weird yes can you think home? of a more a more in your apt- school yeah <laughs> them to come to your living room and do that? No, they were doing it in the perfect place to do it. It seems like as everything is in its right spot down yeah. by the dumpsters. That's where the weird stuff happens. Yeah, uh, Theo, it was a real gun, an AR7 sniper rifle. An AR7. I don't know what that is, but it sounds cool. It's yeah, it hasn't come up in, in any of these gun YouTube videos yet. But <sighs> I sure like the mechanics of it. They go click clack and stuff. They got little yeah. springs in them. You're like that guy from Layer Cake. Theo finishes his video and he says, oh, that was really interesting. Just turns and writes one more name on the bottom of a list. (laughs) December 1st. Caller said a man carrying a stick was walking around with his pants down and yelling at people. When police arrived, others advised that the man was not causing trouble and that his pants were up. (laughs) Oh, that guy? Hey, take a look at him. His pants have been on this whole fucking time, man. I like him. He's I don't great. know. I don't know where you're getting your information, mm. but if you look at my friend over there, pants all the way up. That man now, is entirely pantsed. Maybe you recall us doing a Rashomon bit about this segment last time, or, or maybe you don't. Maybe you recall <laughs> oh, differently. There, there it is. Highbrow <laughs> cultural podcast. Punta Vista. <sighs> December third, two callers reported a suspicious person attempting to steal a bicycle. The suspicious person was actually the owner of the bike. Yeah. Well, that's that's very sus then. Why would yeah, he need why to... Why would he have to steal his own bike? Possibly insurance fraud. Uh, this is December 3rd as well. Caller said a well-dressed man all in black and his puppy, who was in a crate, had been asking people for money and were refusing to leave. Mm. Mm. Shoot them both. Kill them. Should have given them some money. <laughs> Take them out. Uh, December 6th, 5.02pm. A caller from Dorsey Drive reported one of the traffic lights was staying red. The caller advised that the light never turned green. Oh my goodness. You're receiving yeah. a call from hell. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, you're dead, bro. sitting there forever. Yeah. 
It's never going to change. No. And you're too pathetic to do anything about it. You're not going to drive through it. You're not going to drive through it. What if another car comes? What if someone sees you? Yeah. What if you call the police? Did a U-turn and then just went back the way you came instead of driving through the light that never changed. What would that say about you? Yeah. It's trying to tell you, tell you something. That's probably what I'd do, actually. December 8th, a woman on Oriole Drive told police that she went out to her Jeep, opened the door, and found a shirt and pipe that did not belong to her sitting in the front seat. <laughs> she said that nothing in her vehicle was taken and no damage to her Jeep was present. She turned the shirt and pipe into police to go to property. So what's the crime? Someone had a cool afternoon in her Jeep? Yeah, I wonder what sort of pipe they mean. Probably. Yeah. Oh, that's all I can think about, Ben, because uh, <laughs> it really changes the tone of yeah. it, right? Like, imagine if you get in and there is like a pressed, well-folded, button-down shirt and the kind of pipe that Rod Serling would smoke after he just finished like yeah. writing an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yeah, beautiful oh, corncob pipe. Or... Got a, got a visit from the, from the Tolkien cryptid. Uh, either yeah. that, or it's maybe a, a very, a very like worn out, sun damaged shirt that says "I'd rather be fishing," mm-hmm. uh, and there's a bunch of like cigarette burns in it, and the pipe is one used for methamphetamines. Yes, you know? or it's a length of PVC pipe. Yeah, free shirt, free pipe. What's the fucking problem? Free shirt, free pipe, baby. That's living. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Uh, well, that's a report from things that are happening on the ground. Sometimes Ooh. we like to check in on things that are happening up in the air in a segment that we call Helicopterly Speaking. Uh, this is your captain speaking. Please return your seats to their upright positions as we are coming in hot on another edition of Plainly Speaking. Now, if if you, the listener, would like to take a more active role in this podcast, what you could do for us is We've just... We've been waiting for you to. Yeah, just... Just use your imagination, if you could, to, I guess, uh, superimpose the sound effects of a helicopter into that intro that you just heard, rather than the ambience of being in the cabin of a commercial plane. Uh, And also, maybe the captain is saying stuff that someone on a helicopter would say. Yeah, I don't think they really get on the intercom. No, they just turn. They just just turn. Tell you. It's over a headset, though, so... Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone can just kind of hear each other the whole time, right? Yeah. So yeah, sort out sort out some kind of version of that for yourself in your mind palace and save us a little bit of work, okay? Thank you. Yes. From KCAW in Iowa, the caca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sulan air rescue pilot back to work after getting hit by a bird while flying. 
who who was flying, who was hitting. Time to find out more. <laughs> I mean, they were both flying, certainly. Oh, he could have been. He could have been standing on the tarmac. True. Yes. Correct. Albatross. Wham. <laughs> you know, they're not good at landing on land for a start, so they're a likely suspect, and they would cause you a workplace injury, mm. in my opinion. On November the twenty-second, Wings Air Rescue in Sioux City was flying to Storm Lake Hospital for a patient when all of a sudden, a waterfowl broke through the helicopter's windshield, hitting the pilot. Oh, shit. Now, that's a classic uh-oh moment. Mm. Uh, <laughs> What'd they build the window out of the fucking Cybertruck glass? Yep. <laughs> Topical? Yep. <laughs> Topical. I'm just checking off every, okay. every comedic beat that we're hitting. Topical, cultured, <laughs> raunchy. Really smart. Really yeah. smart and yeah. surreal. Yeah. The five cornerstones of the comedy pyramid. <laughs> oh, you got the four pillars of hip hop, and then you've got the five pillars of Bunta Vista. That's right. Quote We're canceling the mission, said a radio <laughs> transmission from the incident. Uh uh-uh. uh. We're done. Yeah. This mission is over. Will you make other arrange for us? We hit a bird. <laughs> We're diverting to the Storm Lake Airport. Did you hit the bird or did the bird hit you? You know, it's really something to think about. Yeah. I mean, how fast was each going? Yes. I think the one that was going fastest relative to the ground is the culprit. Yeah. And also, I think maybe mix in a little um, intentionality there, right? Maybe the bird meant to hit the helicopter. Yeah. Mm. Sick of this shit. We've been struck by a bird. We've been targeted by a bird. Yeah. And he got a foul. If if this went to like a civil court, Mm -hmm. who's winning? Who's paying for the other one's insurance claim? I assume the bird's dead. The bird is probably not alive. (laughs) Yeah. Due to the thing where it smashed into a helicopter windscreen. In mid-air. In fairness, some birds are more robust than others, but yeah, I take your no point. There's no eagle smashing through a cafe window to then try and taking off steal it. the jacket from Drive. That's right. Walking it off. Uh, quote, Climb up over the top of the wind towers and then made the approach to the hospital, pilot Troy McCormick said, and just about that time, wham! The bird came through the windscreen and hit me right in the side of the head here. Boom! And then exploded all over the inside of the oh aircraft. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I gotta say, even if the the even if the helicopter is still capable of flying, that's gotta yeah. be distracting. Having it, the insides of a bird on the inside of your helicopter. Do we yeah. know that the bird did that because of the helicopter? Or if sometimes birds just do bird, that. B- birds just do that sometimes. Birds will just pop sometimes. Maybe it ate some wedding rice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> a nice little wedding down by the lake. Oh, man. But, I love eating a kilo of uncooked yeah. rice. Mm. It's the best day of my life. <laughs> I guess my question is, was there potentially any pre-existing relationship between the waterfowl and the patient that they were transporting? Oh, good Maybe... Point. Maybe, you know, they maybe this come around for was, a second was, shot, you reckon? Yeah, injured, and they were like, Look, before this, before they regain consciousness, I've got to put a stop to this. Yeah. I've got to make sure he never wakes up and talks to the police. 
Now, I know I'm a waterfowl and I can't get into a hospital. But this guy will be vulnerable when he's between hospitals. That's now right. they know chance. that they're a waterfowl? What would they think that they are if they had a self-conception? I don't Do think they think they're a person? It might not have come up. Do waterfowl dream that they're people? <laughs> I'm not saying that they think there's something else. You just don't think that they think they are? Well, what evidence do they have to go on? Do waterfowl know that they is? <laughs> I, I think I'd... Take your point, Theo. Do, do waterfowl <laughs> yes, consider themselves you. with in any kind of categorization of the birds that they yeah. that they are around? Oh, we don't mix with are those ground dwelling guys or other kinds of birds, fire type of birds. <laughs> trying to think of two kinds of birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waterfire, wind. Most yes, that's most of them. Most birds, yeah. Uh, earth, which would yeah. be like you know heart. ostrich and stuff, and then <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, heart bird, yeah, the heart bird, <laughs> the humble heart bird. Mm. Well, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, we got way more types of birds. Great stuff. McCormick, <laughs> the pilot of the flight, was hit by what he believes was a duck. X Files theme coming in. McCormick Surely. said the details are fuzzy. There's got to be enough left in the in the helicopter. Atomized. Turned into a fucking bird-like vapor. Oh, my goodness. But surely, even if they get jibbed, the little beak's got to pop yeah, off got, and bounce gotta have, around somewhere. You've got to have a beak and a couple of webbed feet there, We right? had to identify it by <laughs> dental records, by which I mean we looked at his, the beak because it was the only thing that was left. we got nothing here to ID him except yeah. beak oh. and feet. <laughs> well, no teeth, so it might be a hen. <laughs> I'm just looking into those little little jagged bits on the beak. <laughs> Knock me out for a little bit, I think, he said. I don't remember some of the information about what all happened. I love Americans. <laughs> I, I don't, don't remember. remember some of the information about what all happened. <laughs> Whereas in Australia, you'd probably say, I don't remember what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some, of the, some of the information about what I happened? I don't have all of the data what pertains to what might have been the thing, what happened. Y'all. I remembered a crew member talking to me a little bit, telling me what we needed to do, and we did that. We were able to land at the airport safely. Step one, shower. McCormick was covered in blood and feathers, but thankfully wasn't injured by the incident. However, the helicopter was another story. So he wasn't injured. This so this bird came in through the window, hit him in the head, and then exploded. So we is this like you know when you get a beer bottle and you hit the top with a hammer and the bottom pops off? (laughs) Yeah. Is this what happens? I do that several times a day, yes. (laughs) Like, beak hit the pilot's head. And then the rest of the bird exploded out of its ass. It experienced violent cavitation at the rear of the bird. Which caused a pressure differential. Yes. And then uh, the birdie went pop. It caused the bird to evacuate most of itself from itself. (laughs) 
I would probably not appreciate if I had just described um, the brief state of unconsciousness and probable concussion that I had. I would not appreciate then immediately afterwards being described as uninjured. If you get a concussion at work, you have been injured. Yeah. You get to you go shook home. it off. Oh, that was weird. Time to land this bloodied helicopter. Don't know <laughs> where I am, what I'm doing. <laughs> if you can't remember being injured, did it really happen? You know? And He's the answer is yes. Mementoing the, yeah. <laughs> the helicopter to safety. Oh, just looking I guess at I'm flying this forearm. helicopter. You need to land. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, this is describing the injuries sustained by the helicopter. Uh, Quote, this window had a great big hole in the middle of it, McCormick said. This aircraft was full of bird guts and feathers and broken glass. Like Tom Waits' throat. (laughs) McCormick has been flying since 2001. Suspicious. Yeah, boy, are his arms (laughs) tired. September 12th. (laughs) Is that a passion for flying? That could be me. (laughs) It doesn't seem so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He joined Wings Air Rescue roughly a year ago. He said this was a freak accident. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I guess. Yeah. You don't have to say that. No one's like... This was either intentional or perfectly normal. Yeah. Mm. I'm not getting up in a helicopter because I think a duck might pop. Yeah. (laughs) Duck might fire straight through the glass in front of me, hitting my head and rendering me briefly unconscious. And I'm not willing to take that chance. You guys remember when Fabio got hit by that goose? I sure do. I'll never forget. (laughs) (laughs) Neither will I. (laughs) Goose is a big bird. Yeah. It really, it really looked like somebody had put a put a ham in a pillowcase and swung it at his face, didn't it? Sure did. If you're and they'd 30. left some pillows yeah. in the pillowcase, and some of those got stuck to the blood. Yeah, if you're under thirty, uh, sort of, just imagine the just imagine the most beautiful man in the world. History's most beautiful man was hit in the face while on a roller coaster. That's right. Yeah. If you're under 30, please p- please look up former Italian model. It might Fabio still be Italian. Italian. <laughs> former Italian. <laughs> former Italian and we model. got the surgery. Fabio. <laughs> Assigned Italian at birth. Uh, and and just, just drink in that for a while that was allegedly... Our conception of as attractive as a man could become yeah. or be born, as I assume. I think Fabio came out looking like that. If you guys had to guess how old Fabio is now, what's your guess? Right oh, now? 72. Yeah. 63. He is 64 Ooh, years close. old. He looks exactly <laughs> like Michael Bay. He looks like halfway between Michael Bay and Iggy Pop. He yeah. does, doesn't he? He's and got that's... the youthful vitality of Michael Bay, but the leather of Iggy Pop. It's sad to me now that, uh, you know, there's, there's always so much information going on to the internet. It is all computers these days. Uh, yes. And I think there's a lot of figures from our youth who were, who were you know, known for whatever. And now you kind of have to add 
it's been long enough that I have to add young onto the end of the search term if I want to see what they looked like uh, when they were famous to me originally. Mm. No? That's sad. Can I read you a passage? Uh, This is from Fabio Lanzoni's Wikipedia page under the subtitle Goose Incident. I've never read the text of this before. On March 27th, 1999, an event occurred that became known as Lanzoni's Goose Incident. During a promotional event, Lanzoni was seated in the front row of the inaugural ride of the Apollo's Chariot roller coaster at Busch Gardens, Williamsburg. Cool name. He was accompanied by more than 30 women, women dressed as Greek goddesses. What a life. That's, that's baller. Yeah. Yeah. Once the ride ascended to 73 miles per hour, Lanzoni claimed a flock of hundreds of geese flew by and one of the geese was sucked into the ride. S- sucked into the sucked ride? Sucked into the ride. Huh? That's, that's like 120 k's an hour. 110 k's an hour. That's fucking nuts. Hundreds of geese, hundreds of kilometers an hour. Beautiful. We're a long that's 10,000 kilometer per hour geese. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Only sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber. Good for him. I thought that was always a, a joke. Oh, that's like, real? Oh, fuck, yeah. About Fabio, you mean? That's awesome. What yeah. the fuck is a hyperbaric chamber? It's in a cryo chamber. chamber. <laughs> uh, it's like they're like hyperoxygenated environments, right? Or slightly high pressure or something? What's the deal with them, Theo? Let me see. From Wikipedia. <laughs> Uh, this podcast what? get better and better. <laughs> a sealable <laughs> diving chamber, closed bell or dry bell, is a pressure vessel with hatches large enough for people to enter and exit and compress breathing gas supply to raise the internal air pressure. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah, and it says it's a dry bell. Yeah, it's the well. wet, the wet bell temperature that gets you. Yeah. Um. Quick question, Ben. If you could have one made available to you, would you sleep in a hyperbaric chamber every night? Yeah, I actually think that would be really good for my sleep apnea if I did. Oh, because there's extra like oxygen availability, yeah. surely. And the, the oh. pressure. That's what CPAP machines do, but I hate my CPAP machine, so I don't use it. Yeah. It's no good. I don't want to sleep like a fucking robot would yeah. if, because robots have to be plugged into something when they sleep. And they're always snoring. Yeah, that's true. Programmed to snore. His secret to still looking good, besides beast mode in the gym and avoiding alcohol, drugs, and sweets, as he always has, is that he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber. Quote, reverses the aging process, the Italian born star, whose real name is Fabio Lanzoni, told the magazine. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he looks about 64. He yeah, looks like I a 64 year old man. I think a lot of people are allowed to say reverses the aging process without being held to account. And I think... Yeah. I don't want to call him out. I want to call him in. Fabio, come on, Bontavista. Fabio. We have to tell you about aging and de-aging tech. We just need to tell you that if you had been sleeping in one of these things for 30 years, uh, and also it was reversing the aging process, you would be a very small child. Well, if it was reversing the aging process at a like at a two to one rate of your aging, yes. Do you think do, when you guys picture reversing the aging process, like I know you do, mm-hmm. I know you're sitting around thinking about the aging process and wishing you could reverse it, like we all do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, do you imagine that you? I guess 
reversing the aging process doesn't necessarily imply reversing the process of growing, does it? Yeah, I don't think it would shrink you. Yeah, you're not getting shrunk back down to like to like a kid and then a toddler and then a baby and then an embryo, you know? I think it's it's only it's only reversing the effects of after your body starts like aging, deteriorating with age. You're right. at your peak at 35 mm-hmm. and that's when the point where your body starts degrading. Uh, so I think it brings you back to being 35. Okay. And My problem is just- I've got like no point at which I can return to in, in which like I was I had vitality. Yes. Yeah. I've never felt okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there has to be a time where you felt the least not okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. You like as far as like now. being able to breathe normally and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think the point is we need to get I want to reverse aging back to before I had gastro. Yeah. (laughs) Like two days ago? Two days ago. Yeah. What if we could reverse that process? Now we need to just get you all over Twitter inexplicably. This man has reversed his body clock by two days to before he he had gastro. gastro. So, um, listeners of the show, if you have any way of getting in touch with Fabio... We would love to talk to Fabio and to talk to him about uh, the hyperbaric chamber that he sleeps in. Please make it really clear that it didn't come up as a result of talking about the goose incident. We won't bring up the goose incident. We won't when we talk to him. No. Uh, And we would prefer it if you didn't say, well, they were talking about, this is how you came up. They were talking about somebody getting struck at a high velocity by a waterfowl. Mm. I know that brings up some bad memories for you. Uh, don't lead with that and also say to him, yeah, check out the show, but not the one that just came out. Don't if, listen to that one. If you're going to talk to Fabio about us, just be fucking cool, okay? Yeah, be normal. <laughs> just be cool. Like, don't fuck it up for us. All right? Fuck. Jesus. Jesus. Have some fucking sense, you know? So, uh, I trust we'll be hearing from Fabio soon. It's not very common, McCormick said. Now, we do have to look out for birds all of the time, and we do dodge birds once in a while. A little barrel roll. We have hits. We have had some hit glass, different parts of the aircraft, and have not had any issues. But to actually come through the windscreen, never experienced that. I feel like he's setting a very specific bar here. I think he's moving the goalposts. It sounds like birds have hit the, the helicopter a lot. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I remembered the, the helicopter thing. Yeah, we're talking about a bird <laughs> smashing through the window of a helicopter and then exploding. Yeah, gotcha. Almost two <laughs> weeks later, <laughs> McCormick and his co-workers find the absurdity of the incident to be funny. Yeah, and are even teasing their they're fellow laughing, pilot actually. about his encounter with the duck. Imagine Man. the duck's widow reading this in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> they're I laughing d- about it. I think it's nice to have like a funny, jovial relationship with your co-workers. I feel like if one of my co-workers had had a goose or a duck smash through a window at high speed and then nearly caused like a fatal aviation incident that covered them in bird blood, I wouldn't wait like a fortnight to be like, here comes duck boy. <laughs> How long are you waiting? I'd probably give it a year. Really? Yeah. 
I very, dis- I think very reserved. Could, it sounds like it could cause some complicated traumas to my mind. The, uh, the, the family of the patient who died because they had to turn this emergency medical flight around reading this in the paper. Oh, man. That is actually quite strange. They don't comment on that at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, that says to me... It says they were healed by the power of duck blood. <laughs> <laughs> that duck gave its life to save that guy. Doctors had no explanation. They are calling it a miracle. Though. His liver's working again. <laughs> New treatment for gout. <laughs> Duck vapor. <laughs> Pipe it into your hyperbaric chamber. Yeah, is it like trying to reproduce the Gadeshas? Was it the duck? Was it the helicopter? Was it the combination of the duck and the helicopter? I'm grateful, super thankful, he said, because it definitely could have ended differently. I see a lot of the hand of God in how things played out. Now, steering the bird? I don't want to turn this (laughs) into the fucking Richard Dawkins atheism hour. I don't want that at all. God tried to kill you with a duck, bro. Yeah, I'm glad this man can rationalize this in a sort of that God, the hand of God was there in intervening and saved him. That's fucking awesome. Love that for this man. Just, (laughs) I don't see. And maybe this is why I don't have any religious convictions anymore is because I don't see the hand of God in a bird smashing through the windscreen and just putting its insides all over you and your helicopter and nearly killing you and someone who was trying to get to a hospital. It'd be different if he was like, you know, the, the bird smashed through here and we had to like divert to a different airport. And then we found out later on that, that the airport we were going to had to be closed down because of a big blizzard. We wouldn't yes. have made it, you know. Yeah. God maybe, sent a suicidal duck. Yeah. Um, that that would maybe make a little more sense. Or like Theo said, you know, the duck gets vaporized and cures uh, a, a rare disease in the patient in the back from inhaling duck blood mist, you yep. know. Sure. I get yeah. it a bit more. When the story is the the duck went through the windshield, I got clocked, the duck died, and then that's kind of the end of the story. My my workmates make fun of me now. Don't kind of know. I don't I don't really get what God was changing the course of. I think he popped the duck. I think the duck to was reduce the kinetic, by God. kinetic. I see impact. a lot of the hand of God in how he popped that duck. Saved me by popping that duck. I mean, I'm sure I'm happy for this man. It's good, good on you. Great. What are I'm they putting in these ducks? Yeah. These days? <laughs> Probably yeah. vapes. Wednesday was McCormick's first day back to work since the incident. He said he's excited to be back in the sky, continuing to save lives, if that life that we talked about before got saved, and will hopefully avoid <laughs> any birds... Yeah, I hope that for all pilots. That's my wish for you, pilots. Pilots, if you're listening to this, my wish for you, not just a Christmas wish, but an always wish, is that you avoid all birds. You can have this wish all year round. That's the pilot's pledge prayer. (laughs) And you can do the pilot's pledge prayer at any time throughout your day in your life. Just say, hey, pilots, 
Avoid those birds. I'm thinking about you while you're up there. I also do the the birds pledge, which is birds avoid those aircraft, and then it's kind of it's working for everybody, you know. Yes. The bird blessing of the pirates, pilots, the pirate pledge, the pirates. <laughs> That's right. Oh, when I'm flying a helicopter and a duck comes blasting through the windshield, striking me in the side of the head, temporarily knocking me unconscious and killing itself in the process. That's the one thing I didn't want to happen. It's time for the one thing we didn't want to happen. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. This is from W-O-O-D in Michigan. The Wood. The Wood. Michigan businesses may have sold rabid skunks, state warns. (laughs) Oops. Oopsie doopsie. Skunks purchased from certain (laughs) Michigan sellers could have been exposed to rabies, the state says. (laughs) Now, this is a little... Americans probably won't get why this is funny to us. Because there's a little cultural difference here. skunk sales. You wouldn't... You wouldn't buy a skunk. No. No. We go to the here. Subway restaurant and there's no little glass cabinet there to buy a skunk from. Yeah, yeah. that's right. If you, yeah. Yeah. If you need a skunk from Subway. Yeah, that luck. was on the bonus episode. I was on the That's why he's talking about Subway. Yeah. Check out the bonus episode for a, <laughs> a joke that's not going to land over there either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think in retrospect, you can get little those little bags of chips at the these ones here, I think, as well. I'm not going to go check. I just wouldn't get them because I'm eating a Subway sandwich. You wouldn't like some potato chips with your Subway sandwich? I'm getting a foot long because I'm not a baby. But then also, that's an awful lot of sandwich. I don't need any chips. Yeah. What, what's, on your, what's on your Subway order? I, I think I've ordered Subway like once in the last 10 years. Um, I think I got a... What's the one with the three meats? The Italian BMT? Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get a, get a smoked smoked cheddar on that. I don't know. Maybe I can never remember what the sauce. cheeses are. No, I'm getting Don't a oh, old English, sorry, Chipotle I'm sauce on there. All I'm saying is you sound, you sound very confident about jalapenos. whether or not they will have chips for a man who's ordered Subway once in the last 10 years. Oh, well, I work two doors up from a Subway, so I've got eyes on a Subway. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically I'm monitoring a, the situation. So they, um, for the first time, so that subway's been next to the bar for, I mean, like 10 years or something. There's but, a subway next to your bar? Well, it's two doors over, but yeah. Uh, and yesterday, completely out of the blue, they must have got like a catering order wrong or something, or someone didn't pick one up, and they just dropped over two enormous boxes full of sandwiches. I'm like, hey, do you guys want these? So I did. Yes. I ate a shitload of fucking subway yesterday. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's great. Gave them to customers. Hey, do you want some complimentary subway with your beer? Yeah. Who's saying no to a free sandwich with a beer? We cannot work out the insurance to make this uh, okay if something goes wrong with this subway. Just FYI. Don't sue us if you get sick from eating this subway. The warning applies to skunks purchased in the last six months from Countryside Feather Farm (laughs) slash Roses Skunks in Attica or through a Chesterfield Township slash New Baltimore seller linked to Roses, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services said Wednesday. Can you just hit me with the first... The first fragment of that sentence, please. The, the warning, warning applies apl- to skunks purchased yep. in the last six months from Countryside Feather Farm <laughs> slash Roses Skunks in Attica. Theo, imagine dipping into your filing cabinet and trying to find the date on your skunk purchase receipt. Oh, what batch code <laughs> do I have on this skunk? <laughs> Lifting up its tail. Oh, it's... oh can you believe it? It's fucking 
12 months one week ago. <laughs> Warranty on this skunk is void. Oh, this is great. The business yeah. provides domesticated skunk skunks stinks. to those looking for pets, according to its Facebook page. <laughs> looking for a pet? Why not consider a domesticated skunk? There is someone in the Discord who has a skunk, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've seen that skunk. That would rock. Yeah, it would rule. They look cuddly. Yeah. It's not natural. Friendly little guys. I no, mean, it's from not. from nature. And do they do they typically fix them? I, I can't imagine that they would leave the, the stink the, gland in. I think they you have, just have to have express the corks, it. Yeah. Like you have every to express day. it. you got to express that gland outside so it yeah, doesn't do it inside. Americans no. also declaw their cats as a matter of course. I reckon that, that stink gland's coming out. Oh, that can't be good for them. Declawing them? No, the stink thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Chlorine I'm not a skunk expert. Bad. A skunk purchased from the business tested positive for rabies November 29th, according to uh, MDHHS. What was its behavior? How did they know to test it? I want to know the signs the of mouth. a rabid skunk. Yeah. Same as all of them. A little bit of froth, weird, confused, agitated behavior. Mm-hmm. Like an old person who didn't get served fast enough at a cafe. Damn. Yeah. Social commentary. Topical. Topical. (laughs) (laughs) Officials say they don't know exactly how or when it was infected, but a preliminary investigation indicates rehabilitated wild skunks could have been co-mingled with bred and captive skunks at the new Baltimore site. So they're mixing their skunks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're wild skunks and they're domesticated skunks. These guys are scooping up loose skunks and putting them in with the good ones. Yeah. Hey, let's top up the skunks that we have indoors with these outdoors skunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they may the, not be the best quality, but these skunks were free. So it's all profit. Uh, MDHHS says it has been working to reach buyers based on facility records and Department of Natural Resources permits, but it is notifying the public because rabies is fatal to humans and animals who become ill. Yeah. Even if a skunk is vaccinated against rabies, it could still be at risk, according to MDHHS. Mm. Yeah. Uh, department urges owners to have skunks tested for rabies. Now, what do we know about the rabies test from the many times we've discussed? If you want your skunk tested for rabies, they got to take its little brain out of they its have, little head. They have to centrifuge its brain. Yeah. They have to Which they typically the don't thing. come back from. Yes. So, like, I don't think it's fair to say the department is urging owners to have skunks tested for rabies. They're urging them to have their skunk put down. Yeah. Yes. And allow someone else to test for rabies. The thing at the end of the movie Hannibal, Mm -hmm. uh, where Ray Liotta gets the top half of his skull popped off Mm -hmm. uh, and then... Uh, Hannibal feeds him some of his own skull. Uh, first of all, that's an act of fiction. I don't think it works in real life. Second of all, that was on a person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Skunks are different. That is true. It's so true. Maybe there is a a pre-death rabies test for animals, but if so, an awful lot of raccoons have been put down that they didn't never need checked. to die. Yeah. Do you want the one where we have to kill it or the other one where we don't? I don't know. Just do whatever feels right. They both cost the same. I don't have all day. (laughs) I can't be around. I actually have um, 
some executive dysfunction and some decision fatigue. So I'm going to let you choose. One more thing is just going to ruin my day. Uh, quote, if you have purchased one of these skunks from these facilities in the last six months, if one of your many skunk purchases was from one of these facilities, uh, we are urging you to contact your veterinarian to have the animal examined. If we... Yeah. If you have interacted with a skunk from these facilities, we recommend you contact your healthcare provider or local health department about possible rabies exposure. Dr. Natasha Bagdasarian, Chief Medical Executive for the state, said in a release, quote, it can take months for rabies to show up in skunks. If the skunk you purchased is showing signs of illness or has died, please contact your veterinarian and healthcare provider immediately as you may be at risk for rabies and require treatment. So you might you don't want to jump on it too soon because you might still have months of use left in this skunk. That's mm. right. <laughs> what a grim thing to say. If you are the <laughs> owner of a dead skunk, you might have a fatal disease. <laughs> For humans who have potentially been exposed to rabies, treatment is available to prevent infection, according to MDHS. In animals, initial rabies symptoms include fever, lethargy, vomiting, minimal appetite. Uh, the disease can progress within days to weakness, difficulty walking, seizures, paralysis, excess saliva, difficulty swallowing, strange behavior, and aggression, MDHS says. Well, just keep a, keep an ear out for those secondary symptoms, Theo, because based on the first set, you may have rabies. Hmm. In humans... My brain, brain blended. Uh, in humans, early symptoms include fever, headache, weakness, yes, and discomfort. Yes, yes, mm, you've been, You've not been comfortable for a while. No. Uh, rabies can then progress to anxiety. Uh-huh. Difficulty sleeping. Yeah. Confusion. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hallucinations. Uh... Agitation. I'm definitely agitated a lot of the time. Oh, get him into a JB Hi-Fi and see what happens. Yeah. Difficulty swallowing? Oh, well, you don't have to have all of the signs. No. And fear of water. Oh. Yeah. So oh. if you randomly develop hydrophobia. Yeah. They stop drinking, don't they? Such a strange little touch. Oh, it's not like you won't get on boats. Yeah, he doesn't have the thing from the Truman Show. <laughs> 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 oh, Truman had rabies this whole time. We had to have him put down. That's the twist of the movie. He seemed yeah. like an ordinary guy, but he has rabies. He has rabies. Never finished it. Interesting. Interesting film, though. Uh, what if a guy is, had yeah. neighbors? <laughs> yeah, it all seems normal, but it turns out it's a very elaborate rabies quarantine situation. Uh, as general rules to protect against rabies, MD MDHS recommends avoiding contact with wildlife, reporting sick wildlife to the DNR, seeking medical attention if you are bitten or scratched, getting animals vaccinated against rabies, and contacting a veterinarian if your pet is bitten or scratched. Uh, Bunta Vista recommends not, not like buying a skunk from a shop. Mm. Don't get a roadside skunk. That's like weird. That's like an odd thing to do. And plus, if you got the skunk, you're going to be kissing it on the mouth. Yes. Yeah. Oh my so god! It's basically, gonna... one way ticket. What else are you going to do? You're not going to not kiss, kiss your skunk. Nose. Yeah. Come right. over here, Pepe. On his wet little nose. Yeah. That'll do too. Pepe, you, you'd come here. You'd name yours after a after a sex pest. No, I'm naming him after the racist frog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
think the frog's racist. No, the frog beloved by racists. Not yeah. created by a racist. No, not no. racist himself, but beloved by racists. Yeah. I'm going to call my skunk, uh, I don't know, probably just like a regular man name. Because that's the funniest thing to call an animal. Doug. Steven. Doug, come over here for a smooch. Oh, I love you, Doug. You're not stinky. Everyone thinks you're stinky, but you're not stinky. Come here. <laughs> Who wants his gland expressed? <laughs> I'm doing this at the supermarket while he's in the little, like, the child little, area. Little papoose. <laughs> I'm going to get you some of these chocolate into cookies. The, into the waste produce bin. <laughs> like it when I get you grapes, don't you, Doug? It's not illegal to take one or two grapes for your skunk. Like, they're not going to call security on you. No. You can taste the grapes and give one to Doug, your skunk. To well, see I'm if buying he likes them for it. him. I have to know yeah. if he likes them or not. I'm not going to buy a whole kilo of grapes if Doug isn't going to love the grapes. Doug loves a grape with a good snap to the skin, I say, as security leads me out of the store. <laughs> no, Doug, don't get violent. I'm sorry, he's very protective. You're going to have to get your hands off me. <laughs> well, that was probably an episode of the podcast, Punta Vista. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, remember... Send this episode to your friends that would otherwise find the other intros alienating. Uh, this is the only way they're mm. going to get into it. Because right now this podcast is too abstract, too obtuse, too law dense for the average person to get into it. So please. Uh, also, uh, if you could send the podcast to any of your friends that may know Fabio, but yes. I must insist that you pass along the instructions that we gave earlier in the episode... Do not let him listen to this one. Also, do not bring it up in the context of him being hidden in the face with a bird. That's right. Just sort of make it like flow naturally from the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Wait yeah. for an opportune time. Just like maybe, maybe you're talking. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just thinking about my favorite <laughs> Australian podcast. Mm. You might enjoy it. Hey, you might even hey. enjoy talking to me. Yeah. Okay. I just think I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>